love you. Hey there, hi there, ho there, couch potatoes. That's probably copywritten. Oh, well. And how bow down. <laughs> They're not going to tell anybody. You're not going to tell anybody, right, couch potatoes? That, I don't, you, know, I, I, I don't, you know, whatever you said, it, I think it might be okay. Yeah, okay. I think it's I think it's from Home Improvement, isn't that? Uh oh. neighbor Wilson, doesn't he doesn't he say hey there, hi there, ho there? Maybe or maybe it's an owl thing. I don't know. I, I didn't watch that show that much. I just watched it enough for that reference. That is our <laughs> that our culture is saturated in. Oh, uh, uh, good old Tim Allen. Yeah. Secret review of Tim Allen and Home Improvement. Well, we're not here to talk about Tim Allen. We're not here for that. And uh, I haven't even introduced myself. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon from this side of your podcast. Oh, shit. This is Green and Faceless on the Couch. Podcast about movies and TV. Yummy. And we're talking Disney, baby. We're back with the Disney playlist still. I say back as in like last week we were talking it. We're still talking it. This we're week still we'll talking be talking it for it. at least one more week, I think. I think. Two more. I think. Two more? Is there another one after The Great Mouse Detective? I can't mm, remember. Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, you know, spoilers for The Great Mouse Detective. That's next week, everybody. Oh, oh shit. But this week, Spoiled. we're talking number 25. The Black Cauldron. Number it's the twenty fifth animated feature. They've done way more than that. Oh yeah, they had a lot of live action stuff. I've been like oddly like obsessively making sure to write the number in the in the top corner of my notebook with each movie. (laughs) It's just an OCD thing. Oliver and Company. Yeah, this is just just ah fabulous. Uh, Okay, so that's the thing. We've hit a tiny little pocket of Disney film animated films that I don't think I've seen before. Really? Or if I have, I don't remember a damn thing about them because, like, I didn't remember what were the last few we've talked about. I definitely saw the Fox and the Hound. Uh, the Rescuers. Rescuers. Um, yeah, it was the the Rescuers was the one that I was like, I did not remember if I had seen that before. Um, but you I possibly had seen had, the sequel. But I've seen the sequel. But the Black Cauldron, the Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company. I don't think I've ever seen those films. And the Black Cauldron, I was really excited for. Because one, I hadn't seen it, and two, it's pretty much everything that I love. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah, fucking it's, fantasy. It's, it's fantasy. It's a great adventure. Yep. I think it is the movie, the Disney movie that I am the most surprised is a Disney movie. I had seen it as a kid, That's fair. a couple of times, but I never associated it with Disney because it is. I mean. There's undead. Wildly dark. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's it, undead and scary. I mean, not that there's not scary stuff in Disney movies. There sure as shit is. But yeah. the fucking Horn King, like John Hurt is the Horn King. My God. Oh, my God. It's fucking amazing. Speaking of, just, you know, just because it is who I am, John Hurt, <laughs> the war doctor and Doctor Who. There, I got that out of the way. He was... <laughs> Doctor Who corner. But he, in this role, is fucking great. Yeah, when his voice started, because I I had already written down the cast, but I was just like, oh, I can't wait to hear what John Hurt sounds like. And then you hear him, and it's like, well, of course, he just sounds like John Hurt. But yeah, yeah, it's fucking menacing as shit coming out of the skeleton. Yeah. 
He and that's not that wasn't job. the initial uh, look of the Horn King either. It was originally oh, really? like yeah. The, I think the original animators on this project. I, I can't remember the exact description, but I think they made it more Viking. Like I think he had like a big red beard and he had like the traditional. Well, it's not actually a Viking helmet, but what what's associated with Vikings right. that horned helmet. Mm-hmm. I, I love the change they made because, as you said, like you don't expect this from a Disney movie. There's mm-hmm. there is some wildly dark shit in this story, but uh, it's I mean, it's fucking fascinating. I was. I was really happy it happened. Yeah, I am very happy we came upon this one and this, uh, that we don't have to wait to talk about this one anymore because I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I recall coming home from a vacation with my family and, you know, we always drove because, well, my stepdad doesn't like to fly for one thing. So going from a northern Indiana to southern Florida that's a long trip but and so yeah. we had uh these dvd players that hooked up like you they had two different screens that you could hang on the the seat cushion in front of you and apparently we had this on dvd and i remember watching it in the car as we were going and i was like i had no idea this was disney nor did i remember <laughs> how dark it was <laughs> so i wanted to talk about you know, I, I think usually we talk about the origin of of these Disney movies. Should we do the synopsis of this one first, maybe? Sure. Or- sure. I mean, it is slightly different than the books. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah, so... I don't remember character names, as usual. I'm really bad at that. I'll help. Um, but who who is the, the young boy? What is his uh, name, first and foremost? Taran, played Taran. by Grant Bradsley. Bardsley? It's Bardsley. Bardsley. And that's the other issue is uh, all the names in this are like what you would find in a fantasy, high fantasy novel. It like is, they are. Yes. They're based off of uh, Welsh names. And, Thank and you. So is, I, I was going to say, I thought that they were. So is the, the story. It's based loosely off of uh, Welsh folklore. Ooh, fascinating. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, the uh, Taran, Taran. Taran or something, I don't know. Man, I'm trying to remember what brings him. Oh, it, it's his, uh, who's he with? Who's the old man? Uh, the That's old not man dad. is Dalbin, and he's his guardian of a sort, guarded by Freddie Jones. Yeah. One of the few voices I actually <laughs> recognize, uh, but I don't know what from. Wait, he's played by Freddie Jones, not, because that's the name of the, the Scooby-Doo character. British actor Freddie Jones. That's awesome because i just i just okay so i know we're we're getting far away from the synopsis here but i just watched the great mouse detective which is the next film we're going to talk about uh next week and frank welker the voice of freddie jones is uh, in that movie so i thought i thought you were just saying frank welker was in this one i was like man how did i not notice that <laughs> no it's, it's no, freddie jones it's a person actually named freddie jones playing dalbin who uh not only is Taran's guardian, but also Henwig or Hen. I think it might just be Hen. They guard Henwin, and Taran just has no idea why this pig is so fucking special, and it pisses him off. But, but Dalvin shows him, doesn't he? I think I think yes, Dalvin he does, does show, but only after they get attacked. Okay, that's fair. But the the just to say it up front, the special thing is the pig. I don't know how or why but he can scry the location of 
the Black Cauldron or yeah, something, not something even, along those terms. Not just that, he can tell a version of the future. He can show the oh, version shit. of the future. Yeah. That's right. And the and the Black Cauldron is uh I can't remember the specifics of it, but basically if it falls into the hands of the Horn King, he could use it to reawaken his army yes, and create an army of the dead. The Cauldron Born. Ooh, so like mechanically speaking, the Horn King I'll say I'll go ahead and spoil it that he does eventually get his hands on the cauldron. And mm. mechanically, he puts a dead warrior inside the cauldron, and then like this fog oozes out and wakes up all the uh, the dead soldiers. And yeah. he's got his own it's, army now. I mean, he already did have an army, shit. but now he's got a massive one. And that's okay. So that's like that is the synopsis: is Taran and his Taran and his friends, who I'll let you name off soon. Uh, mm. They basically. And, you know, in the first act or the first half of the film are trying to find Henwick or save Henwick and then also keep the Horn King from getting to the Black Cauldron. Right. I think by getting to the Black Cauldron first. I think that's their – like that if we can their, do it first. Thought. Yeah. yeah. And then as you have said, he does get – the Black Cauldron does get his hands on it and so then the act becomes – we gotta stop this. We gotta yes. save the world. We gotta stop it. And who is his troop? Who is his crew? Yes. So, firstly, he meets Gurgi, who who the <laughs> fuck knows what Gurgi is? He's a, a, at least I think in you this, know dearly. Yes. I yeah. Okay. So he definitely is a Schmeagel slash Golem type character, and I would yeah. say one hundred percent John Biner's performance as Gurgi was the inspiration part of the inspiration for andy circuits circus's golem it's right i mean it's almost spot on some of like so we can all agree that golem schmeagel is a little hard to look at in the <laughs> in in the peter jackson by design in the peter jackson movie but when he does the cutesy moments that you know andy adds to it it yeah. definitely feels like gurgi a lot. Yeah, when the when Schmeagel is peeking out behind right. the golem. Yeah. Right. John Biner also plays one of the main fairy folk, oh, fair folk rather, which is basically just a fairy named Dolly, and he becomes part of the troop later as well. But not really. They don't really focus on them. I think they just throw it in there for extra flavor. But it, yeah, I think the whole fair folk thing was kind of unnecessary to this version of the story. I, I'm sure it yeah. probably had more of a play to a role to play in the in the books. So at one point early on, Taran gets captured by the Horn King's men and he's in their dungeon where he meets Eloine. I believe it's Eloine. Yes. Uh, Elonwe. I don't know. It's it's not it's not our language. It's hard it's hard for me. I think it, um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was Elonwe. Alonwi, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Played by Susan Sheridan, and when I first read it, I thought it said Susan Sarandon. I was like, "What, really?" I did the same thing. <laughs> I was I was writing down the names I knew because there were two names I knew, and the first uh, the uh, I had originally written down three names because I read it as Susan Sarandon. I'm sure, she did. <laughs> and then I had to cut that out and be like, "No, I only knew two names." <laughs> she is a young woman about the same age as Taran. And um, she has this orb of light, this magical orb of light that kind of guides her and protects her. That I forget what she called the light, but it had a name as well. And she may be a princess too. I don't, I'm not going to say that she is or isn't, but I'm pretty sure. She at least 
is of higher birth than Tar. Yeah. She's Taran. she is the typical Tita. princess character of these high fantasy stories, yes, though. Definitely. Yeah. Also in the dungeon, which isn't to say she's not badass. They meet Fluter Flam, um, yes. <laughs> played by Nigel Hawthorne. Uh, he's an old man, a bard, and he has a harp that breaks its strings when he lies. Okay. Wait a second. <laughs> like, Nigel Hawthorne, isn't that the wild Thornberry? I mean, I guess Nigel that, Thornberry is Nigel his Thornberry, name. Nigel Thornberry, yes. <laughs> I wonder if he's based off... I wonder, I wonder if Nigel Thornberry is based off of Nigel Hawthorne. That's a good question. I pulled up a picture of him. Does he have a gigantic I, nose and a curly mustache? No, but there is Damn. a trailer for... <laughs> Uh, a certain movie where he has a big old bushy beard and it does kind of have that mustache that Nigel Thornberry does. And mm. yeah, I guess maybe he does have a big nose. Maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe. That would be exciting if it is. I love that kind of shit. <laughs> uh, but f- yeah, I just wanted to mention that Fluter Flam's name is spelt F-F-L-E-W-E. D D U R. <laughs> That's Fluter, and Flam is F F L A M. And I just, yeah. I just fucking love it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I fucking love it too because it appeared like once, I think, in the subtitles because he like there's one time where he said something off screen and they had to like right. include it. And I remember just seeing that and be like, "That's his fucking name." That's his like, fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters too. I love, I love uh, Tara because he gets, you know, he's. He's just your typical, uh, you know, young male role in this kind of a story. Right. He wants to be a hero, but he has no training. Yeah, exactly. And, and I will, you know, I just love those kind of tales. They're some of my favorites. And so I do love Taryn, but Fluterflam is so fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes. And I Especially would say... As a kid, I didn't get it. I I didn't get why this old man was palling around with these kids, but or why the loot. Like for me, I I, I feel like I w- as a kid, I would not have understood the loot breaking stuff right. because they don't really go into it at all. Right, it just happens. It just happens but... whenever he lies. And and yeah, I feel like as a kid, you take everything at face value. You, you might not yeah. understand that he is lying. Yeah, um, it's just like yeah. man, how does this loot keep getting new strings? <laughs> Oh, it's it's a it is a, like a a little hand harp, a maybe harp. a lyre. I think yeah. he calls it a harp, though. Yeah. So this this is like as D and D as Disney's ever gonna get, <laughs> unless they do a D and D movie. Oh wait, they did. <laughs> they, <laughs> they did do a D&D somebody. Movie. Somebody definitely did a. I don't know if it was Disney. Did it was they? a Pixar. Was I thought it was Pixar. Uh, the, oh, oh, it was the uh, home, Onward. That's onward, right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that was like. That was the last movie I saw in theaters for like a year and a fucking half was Onward. Man. Man. That was ridiculous. Well, that was a, a decent one to end it's on. Good, yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it definitely it definitely was. But uh let's go onward with the Black Cauldron. <laughs> some some fun uh no, you were gonna do the you were yeah. gonna do the origins of it. Sure. Yes. So uh the Black Cauldron is a novel in the five volumes volume series of the Chronicles of Prydane, which I'm probably saying that, that wrong, but I believe that's the world that it's based in. Yeah, uh, and it's it was either Prydane or Prydane. Prydane. <laughs> I, like I think that's is... how they say it in the movie. Prydane. Oh, okay. Um, I was gonna say Prydane is the one that makes the most sense to me. So yeah, right. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just not 
our language. And he's an American writer, uh, Lloyd Alexander, that is. And he won a award, uh, Newbery Honor Award for this particular book, which is the second book in the series, uh, The Black Cauldron. And he, and for four years, they, the, his, this book was the runner up for the most distinguished contribution to American literature for children. Uh, so it was a big deal. And that first book was called The Book of Three. And that's the beginning story of Tarain and the Horn King and all that. And the Black Cauldron was, so there, in the books, there is a character that is above the Horned King, and he is Arwen Deathlord. That's, Ooh, shit. Yeah, that's what his name is. So in the first book, they defeat the, the Horned King, and the second book is trying to foil Arwen's plans. Uh, and so I haven't, re- I haven't read any of these books except for The Black Cauldron, which I picked up after I had been on that vacation and watched the movie, and oh, I was like, would be. "Oh, I'll pick up, I'll grab the Black Cauldron." But see, okay, this is the thing: it was at my library. There was two books by Lloyd Alexander in the library. It was the Book of Three yeah. and the Black Cauldron. When I grabbed it and checked it out, I didn't realize it was the second book in the series. Uh-huh. I thought it was just the story that was in that movie. So I read the first chapter sorely confused (laughs) i'm like when are they gonna start like actually giving the exposition behind these scenes and and i read through the whole book and i'm still like i just don't get it and then i like my like i don't know i don't know how old i was it was had to be middle school i looked at the beginning i was like oh this is book two and then I went to go <laughs> check out the book of three and I couldn't get into it because I was like, well, I already know what happens, kind of. <laughs> God damn it. So the movie is... Why is that a recurring thing in your history? <laughs> I don't know. Man. Uh, so for Harry Potter, because I know that's what you're talking about. For Harry Potter, I, had, I went to the movies and I saw the I two movies and I was like, okay, I have to have more of this. That's how that one happened. This one was me being more dumb. It's going to come full circle. It's going to happen at least two more times in your at life. Least, I guarantee it. At least, yes. So, rewatching this again, I would love to go and read all five of these books just to see it, what, they, what they're like. You know, I, I, I haven't heard anything in the way of it being controversial or anything like that. These are right. made for children. But obviously, they're... They're dark and twisted. And they do have the three witches. I think we should talk about the three witches because that's who they get the Black Cauldron from when they finally do. And that's Ordu, Orwin, and Orgoch, played by Ada Reese Marin, Adele Malice Moray, and Billy Hayes. And they (laughs) are sister witches. They live in this bog house. And the the troop comes up, come finds their way in there, and they almost get turned into frogs. And it's crazy, man. Uh, Bill, Billy Hayes's character, uh, Orga. <laughs> Billy Hayes here. Billy Hayes here. Yeah, it does. That's why it sounds familiar. I was like, why do I know this name? Because it's Billy Mays. Guy. Billy, Billy Mays. Mays. Okay, well. Billy Mays here. <laughs> 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 Is your cauldron black? 
the <laughs> <laughs> the power of OxyClean. <laughs> we'll bring the shine Clean. out of that cauldron. <laughs> Clean the gunk right off your cauldron. <laughs> Soon you'll have a nice, pristine pewter. Oh, shit. Okay, well, anyway, she is like a love-drunk witch, and she's fallen in love with Fluterflam. And right. uh, the other sisters are like, oh, you're disgusted. Why do you keep on trying to get with these, like, humans? There's just some, I think the shenanigans with the witches is is a really fun part. And they're obviously, right. like, evil and, and twisted. And Yeah, I loved everything to do with the, wish it, with the, with the witches. Especially the, um, we won't spoil it, but the climactic, like, ending and stuff. There's a lot to do with the witches and that, that final... Uh, final few minutes and like i love everything about it i love how it all goes down mm-hmm. i love you know the hero's choice that the you know the hero always has to make a, a difficult choice near the end of these kind of these stories and it's it's fucking beautiful like everything about it's beautiful yeah, it's really good oh one thing that like on a technical aspect that i wanted to talk about is the added effects yeah. that they do to the okay. Film. Yeah. See, that's that's the that's the stuff I did of uh, the research I have here for it. Well, yeah. Do it. This is the first film for Disney where they did CGI. Wow. We, we've made it. 1985. We got to the computer got era. There's the not computer. a lot of CGI. They, there's no extensive scenes. They don't use it for very long. Yeah. The the cauldron itself at the very beginning. If you the the intro is like this really beautiful shot of the cauldron. All CGI. Looks oh, really? great. It's awesome. Yeah, it's man. pretty damn good. And there was a lot of just issues with making this because, I mean, they wanted to do the new stuff. They wanted to bring in CGI. So they had little bits and pieces. They didn't go too far into that. There's more in The Great Mouse Detective. They they start utilizing it more as we go on. But I think they did a good job with how they, uh, how they chose it. Yeah. The problem is... As they were making this film, as they were animating it, there was a lot of there's a lot of dark fucking shit in this movie. Yeah. So there's there's a scene where Henwin is put on a chopping block and he's about to be cut. You know, mm-hmm. he's they're about to kill him, butcher him. And you can literally see blood trails from previous animals and uh, creatures that were killed on that chopping block. Uh-huh. I, I just saw it and I was like, Jesus Christ, Disney. <laughs> they went they were crazy dark. Yeah. So dark. So dark that when they test screened this for children, the children ran out of the theater screaming. Oh. Specifically during the undead rising scene. Oh, well, that is pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that was a lot of the problem is uh, Disney chairman uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, he was Disney chairman at the time, um, he, was, he ordered a lot of it to be cut because oh, of that screening moment. He was like, start cutting. And they were just like, no, it, you're going to cut the entire climactic scene. We can't, you know, it's, it's, even though it's disturbing for children, we can't do this. So, yeah. So when, when, when he ordered it cut, he himself, when they, when they weren't going to follow, when the animators themselves weren't going to go in and f- touch it up and like change everything, the whole story that they'd worked on, he ordered the reels to be brought to him and he started cutting them manually. Oh, shit. He just started doing his own edits. And so the animators went to, What's his fuck? The 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 big head, uh, Eisner, the CEO of Disney. It's not, Eisner. It's uh, not Roy Disney yet. <laughs> it's. I think it was Bill Eisner. Is that was that his name? Does that sound right? Bill Eisner. I'm looking. I don't know. Mike it must Eisner. Must be must be on the 
the editors, uh, the producer's side. I mean, if you just Google CEO Disney oh. Eisner, <laughs> Joe. Michael Eisner. <laughs> Michael Eisner, okay. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Eisner, yeah. He, the animators approached Michael Eisner and they let him know what was going on. And Michael Eisner, Eisner he just went down to Katzenberg, the chairman of Disney at the time, and he was just like, stop it. This is not, you know, this isn't your job. You don't do this. You know, so mm-hmm. that's that's how the film was basically saved and it's still allowed to go forth with production because wow. they were just like, no, you, you don't just cut up the entire film like this. The problem is once they released it, it was a huge fucking bomb. Oh, that fucking sucks. This movie. Yeah, this movie did not do well in the theaters. It cost like $44 million to make. I think they got maybe $19 million back in the box office. Like it Ouch. did not do well and it put it put Disney in serious jeopardy. Well, because, if they would have done it now, I think yeah. it would have been a totally different story. Because you got maybe we you have all the people in our generation who are pretty much Disney loyalists, uh, right? And you also have we just I just the the fantasy genre is just so much more popular now. Yeah, I, I, there was a lot of popularity in the eighties too, but I feel like what we've done with it. You'd have a lot of people who weren't with their kids go see this movie. Yeah, exactly. You'd have a lot of stoners hitting those theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, that's the thing is like as much as the tragedy behind the scenes of this story, you know, as much as it failed and everything, I really fucking loved it's it. It was everything movie. I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's not, you know, a milk toast in regards to its story. It's very much... You know, it's what you would right. expect from a high fantasy like this. There's there's not many leaps and bounds in right. their story, but in the animation. Yeah. Yeah, it's predictable, but also like you're not going to guess the methods in which they get there. Right. Because the world is very rich. It, yeah. It really is. And, and like with that added CGI animation, it just par- – parts of it – don't necessarily feel animated because of that mix. And I don't know, for that reason, on a very technical standpoint, I love this movie. Like the those effects right. are awesome. Like the especially yeah. the smoke effects. Man, there's just so many times with the Horn King where he's like reaching through and you can just feel the texture as he yeah. pushes through the 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 added effects. It's good. It's just good. Yeah, the Horn King. The Horn King alone is like a really fucking good villain. I yes. love that. I love how I mean, slow it's, it's, he moves. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a- also in part just because it's John Hurt because right. it's like I know he was just a voice, but like just that voice embodies that character so fucking well. It right. makes it even more menacing. Definitely. Oh, rest in peace, John Hurt. You were a goddamn just delight. Yes. And, you know, I guess – I'm ready for closing statements if you're ready for closing statements. I think statements. so. I think so. We fawned over it enough. Yeah, I gave it three and a half stars. It's not perfect, as as we said, it, or as I said specifically. It's very milk toast in the story and very predictable. There's, You know the beats. But that doesn't at all ruin the story. It's very mm-hmm. fucking much a lot of fun. I, I, I just wanted to say fucking in there, I guess. I <laughs> stumbled over it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, and it's it's really enjoyable. I love the characters. Uh, I mean, Taryn and Elowain? Elowain? Elonwi. You had all you. the syllables right. Just in the wrong <laughs> <order>. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, like, 
those two main characters, Taryn and Alonwi, they're good. They're they're nothing like amazing. It's the side characters for me that I really fuck. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I love definitely. Aside from the Horn King, who we've already fawned over, I love Fluter Flam. And I love what's the little creature's name? Uh, Gurgi. Gurgi. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, <clears throat> I like how you say that. Just the he that he's the inspiration for. I mean, uh, Andy Circus's Golem, but like uh, that is it's uh, it becomes your inspiration for your one character and and the adventures of Falagorn. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. That Gula the Schmugula is is kind yeah. of based off of Gurgi more than Gollum. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so if you're interested in you know fantasy, go check out our other show, The Adventures in Valagorn. It's a lot of fun. We got six episodes up that we are working on doing a little bit of revising on because we've learned a lot of stuff since we started making it last year and then we got more scripts on the way so Hell hopefully yeah. we'll we'll have more episodes uh you know it might still be a few months yet i'll say before we uh get to that point because i want to do it similarly to how we did it last time where i had a pile of scripts that we worked on and we'll just right. consider consider those first six episodes of the first season i feel like it was a pretty good stopping point for a season i think so um and then hopefully yeah. have six to eight episodes for the, the second season hell yeah and i'm gonna be here for it because it's gonna be good yeah and you're also but yeah <laughs> yeah i'm also winning yeah it's true but uh i i fucking yeah with with the black cauldron it's great it's yeah. definitely worth it i highly recommend it uh but it's those side characters that make it for me like i just i love all of them they're so good even henwin yeah. henwin's oh, great yeah. henwin is a good pick so for me i give it a face and a half uh i think i love it more now than i ever did watching it as a kid we didn't watch it that many times probably because it was scary and i also just as i said before never associated it with disney even though it has right. the symbol right on the box <laughs> <laughs> so i i guess that's really all i have to say for a closing statement though so <laughs> yeah, i guess that's that's the show then that's, that's it that's the show we're we the uh... show yeah, we're coming. We have another episode coming in this Thursday, of course. Stay mm -hmm. tuned for that, Couch Potatoes. Always stay tuned for that. But uh, until next week with the Disney playlist, I've been the uh, the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the face of Sleona. I just realized this is a this is going to be a, a fantasy-filled week. I ain't going to spoil <gasps> what we got coming, but I'm going to let you know right ahead. It's fantasy. It's good. Oh well, shit! Uh, I'm not gonna. I'll wait. I'll hold my opinion. Actually, I'm trying to remember what's scheduled. Now I remembered. I got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. <laughs> you got it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Love you all. Have a good night, couch potatoes. Safe travels. And I already said good night. <laughs> Green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us. On Apple Podcasts, like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much. 
for listening.